0: what's up peeps we're back as always i'm your host lee benson thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the aew insider as always we got a heck of a show Make sure you stick around to the end of the episode to find out how you can win the Fiend WWE Elite action figure. Uh, We got some AEW news. I got a random wrestling story, a couple of WWE stories. Not a lot, though, because this is mainly for the results of what happened on SummerSlam. I even got a little coverage on a busted open pre-SummerSlam party that took place earlier this afternoon. So let's get to AEW. Rumors are that AEW actually matched WWE's offer to re-sign Rey Mysterio, which is weird because AEW edited Rey's name off a of Dynamite when, uh, excuse me, last night, Saturday night. According to Fightful Select, Rey Mysterio's name was brought up during AEW Dynamite but Mysterio's name wasn't included when it did air. Mr. 619 was mentioned by Eddie Kingston while he talked of Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., Butcher, and The Blade. The Mysterio name drop was later removed from the show, but a reason wasn't wasn't given as to why. Rey, supposedly behind the scenes, signed for another three years with WWE, so that's probably why they did cut it from Dynamite, because he didn't accept their offer. On to the Busted Open pre-SummerSlam party. Busted Open's pre-SummerSlam Zoom party was really, really fun today. It was on from 2 p.m. Eastern time to 4 p.m. They had Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry. They were all talking wrestling, SummerSlam, and drinking. Bubba was legit chugging a bottle of tequila, and Mark, who really doesn't drink that much, had three shots, and he was fucking wasted for the rest of the show. It was a really good time. For special guests, they had the Big Show, Natalia, comedian and wrestling fan Ron Funches, and the Street Profits. They ate, they got wasted, they played games, and they talked wrestling. It was a good time, peeps. Now, on to SummerSlam, we'll start with the pre-show. The pre-show was cool. I fucking loved the set design and Terra Dome, whatever the fuck they got going on. It looks awesome. It was bittersweet, though, to see Renee Young on the pre-show panel, knowing it would be her last time that we would see her on WWE TV for quite a while, if ever again. And they even put her in the co-pilot seat instead of running the pre-show panel. I was psyched when I seen Rey Mysterio's wife when they cut backstage. I'm a big fan, as you know, of Busted Open Radio. And last week, either Bubba or Mark Henry, I think it was Mark Henry, he said that Seth better watch out for Dominic's mom. Nothing is more dangerous than a woman scorned. And in typical WWE creative writing, they stole that idea by having her there. I don't blame them, though, because the cats on Busted Open, especially Bubba Ray, always comes up with great storylines. I just noticed if any WWE higher-ups knows that some of their stories are getting lifted from Busted Open radio. One thing about the pre-show was that the announcers kept talking over each other, and it was very fucking annoying. They had one pre-show match. It was the United States Championship match, which was Apollo Crews versus MVP. If you listen to my uh, prediction show, you know I did go with MVP. Uh, unfortunately, I was wrong. The winner was Apollo Crews, and he kept his belt. I don't know why. MVP needs a belt and some gold to solidify his stable. I do not get why they keep giving a hurt business losses. You're just telling fans that they're not a threat. It's a stupid move if you ask me, and they pretty much keep fucking doing it. On to the SummerSlam main show. First off, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which was Bailey Doe Straps versus Asuka. Asuka came out very strong. She knows she knew very, and she knows Bailey very well. She beat Bailey's ass for a good part of the match, but Bailey held her own for a while, and then her girl Two Bell Banks at ringside was there for support. Sasha kept trying to get involved, but Asuka kept beating her ass also. But the last time she did, it gave Bailey an opening for the win. After the match, Sasha and Bailey beat the piss out of Asuka to soften her, soften her up for when she had to face Two Bell Banks later in the show. So your winner, belly dope straps, bitches. Then they cut to Dominic and his parents backstage. Dominic asked his father not to get involved with the match. Ray said he couldn't do that. The Dominic said, "I have to do it on my own and become a man." So Ray agreed not to get involved, but I bet Mama Mysterio does. Then they spoke about Retribution and showed some clips of them reaping, wreaking havoc the last few weeks. And K.O. came out to do some commentary. K.O. was wearing a Street popper shirt, which was fitting because that was the next match. All right, peace. We got to take some breaks real quick. We got to pay the bills. I'll be back with the rest of the show. All right, peeps, we're back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in the number one. Now let's get back to SummerSlam. Next up, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match. It was the defending champs, the Street Profits, versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I did pick Andrade and Garza the win. When the prophets did come out, a plethora of red solo cups fell from the sky, which was awesome. Andrade was vicious from the door. He was giving some stiff-ass shots. Montez, at one point in the match, did a flip over the ropes, and Garza and Andrade caught him in mid air and slammed his back on the mat. It looked crazy. Even though Andrade and Garza pretty much dominated the whole match, the Street Profits, uh, what you call it, retained their belt. They did win, and it was cheesy. I see them losing those straps very soon. Then they cut to an interview with Bailey and Sasha. They asked Sasha if Bailey would help Sasha during her match if needed. Banks said if Bailey can beat her, I can beat her, referring to so- I mean, uh, Asuka. Next up, we had a no-disqualification loser Lee's WWE match. It was Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. You know, I picked Sonya Bill, but I said she probably would be the one to lose because she literally almost just got killed in her own house in real life, so she needs some time off. But I don't know if they're playing up to the Mandy Rose soccer mom haircut gimmick, but her outfit was fucking horrible tonight. Yet she went the piss out of Bill for a good part in a match, which was a surprise to everybody. I think she even brought a table out. Then the bell got the upper hand, and she was giving it to Mandy Rose. The two former BFFs beat the shit out of each other. Chairs, tables, what have you. In the end, Mandy tried hitting her with their finisher. Sonia reversed and tried to give Mandy her own finisher, but Mandy landed on her feet. She hit Sonya with her finisher, and then she followed it up by Sonya's own finisher to her and picked up the one, two, three. That was a mouthful uh otis then came out and celebrated with mandy they had mandy do the worm that otis does and she looked fucking horrible when sonya does come back to wwe she will be more over and more on fire than she ever was and like i said after being almost killed in your own home you definitely need some time off next we had the street fight i think it was the match of the night to be honest it was seth rollins versus dominic mysterio i did pick seth rollins to win So Seth came out with his outfit. It was Seth Rollins' outfit, but it had the same design and color as the outfit Rey Mysterio wore at Halloween Havoc when he fought Eddie Guerrero. It was purple and it had a bunch of question marks on it. It was fucking awesome. Dominic's outfit was pretty cool, too. He didn't have a mask, but he had a hoodie that pretty much made the mask. It had the same design and all that. And it didn't go over his face, but it went over the side of his head and all that. It kind of looked like TJ, whatever his name is, he used to wrestle there with the hoodie. It was freaking crazy. Uh, His music was kind of like his father's. I know his parents must be really proud. Seth just toyed with Dominic at first, and he mocked him for the start of the match. He was asking Ray, this is your kid? As to say, this kid isn't shit. He can't be your blood. And he kept saying, this is your son? You sure this is your son? You sure it's not Uncle Eddie's son? Which was fucking insane. Dominic was very nervous. He had a lot of botches throughout the match. If you ask me, McAfee did way better in his first pro match last night at TakeOver. Dominic got to go on a little run and chill off some of his moves, but then Seth took back over. They went back and forth with the kendo stick. First Dominic, then a little later Seth had it. Seth demanded a table from Buddy Murphy. The whole time Seth was shit-talking Rey Mysterio, who was on the outside of the ring, watching the sun get pummeled. They did a table spot, and Seth and Dominic went through the table. That gave Dominic Dominic an opening. He hit Seth with a five-star frog splash from the top rope, and it looked beautiful, but he only got a two count. Rollins later hit Dominic with a vicious, I mean vicious fucking powerbomb. Seth then demanded a pair of handcuffs from Buddy Murphy. Then, like busted open predicted, Dominic's mother came out on the ramp, and that gave Ray and Buddy Murphy an opening to beat some more ass. But he tried to take Dominic's eye out on the steps, and Ray had had enough and got involved with in the match, and he got his ass beat. They handcuffed Ray to the ring, and he begged Seth Rollins, "Take me, take me instead of my son." As Seth went after Dominic's mom, Dominic stopped him before he can get to his mother, and he beat the shit out of Seth. Dominic hit him with a six-one-nine and went for a frog splash, but Seth Rollins had his knees up, and that gave Seth the opening for the win. So your winner. Is the messiah of Monday night. Next, we did have the Raw Women's Championship match. It was Sasha Banks versus freshly beaten Asuka. So, Asuka just had a bit match at the beginning of the show and she did lose. The match was not too long. In the end, it's Asuka tapped out Banks for the win. I don't know why the fuck Bailey didn't jump in and save her friend. She could have got a disqualification. Even though Asuka won, she would have saved Sasha's belt. So, you know, Sasha might go after Bailey's belt next for the, uh, what you call it for sure. Maybe at payback or sometime soon, but Sasha's going to be pissed she didn't help her win. And your winner and new Raw Women's Champion is Asuka. We also had the Universal Championship match. It was Braun Strowman. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. Actually, next, it was supposed to be. And that's why I was just. I'll get to it. It's fucked up. Next, we actually had the WWE Championship match. It was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Now, this match was supposed to be at the end of the show, which is crazy to me, because Drew himself said it on Busted Open a few days ago. I know he and Orton must have been pretty perturbed that they got second billing. Orton drew beat Drew's ass for the first part of the match. It was crazy to see Drew get manhandled like that. Orton was talking shit during him, telling Drew that the title was coming home with him and more. Drew finally got a comeback, and he hurt Orton's knee. During the match, Drew used a couple of legends finisher that Orton has hurt in the past, such as Ric Flair's figure four. They kept going back and forth for a while, and Randy kept selling his knee injury through the whole match. It was a very physical match. Randy went for a head punt, but Drew reversed it, set him up for a claymore, which Randy went for an RKO that Drew turned into a backslide, and he got the one, two, three. Drew then said, "The belt is not yours, it's not mine, it's for everybody. And still, you're univer- assuming you're WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. All right, Peeps, we got to pay the bills real quick. I'll be right back. Stick around for the end of the show. All right, Peeves, thank you very much for coming back and joining us. Remember to stick around to the end of the episode to find out how you can win a WWE Elite Fiend action figure. Let's get to the final match of the night. It was the Universal Championship match, which was Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. The Fiend's entrance looked spectacular in that arena. Braun came out draped in a camel vest and pants. He looked like he just came from hunting with his best best buddy, Brock Lesnar, a.k.a. they really do hunt together in real life, or they did actually. They're both avid hunters, and they did go hunting together. Anyway, Braun went right for The Fiend and manhandled him. And the Fiend just kept laughing. These two also kicked the shit out of each other, putting each other through barriers, using all kinds of stuff. And yet the Fiend kept coming back. Braun later went to chokeslam the Fiend on the table, but it did not give on the announcer's table. It looked like the Fiend could have legit broke his back or had some real-life back damage. Yet the Fiend kept coming back. Then Braun beat the piss out of him with the steel steps. Uh, Bron then beat him all the way up the ramp, hit, beat him off the Titantron, and even took him to backstage. They fought in a gorilla position. Bron ripped the mat off the ring when they went back to it to expose the wood under to really hurt the fiend. And then the fiend hit the sister Abigail on Bron on top of the exposed ring for the win. Then out of nowhere, Roman fucking Reigns returned and beat the living shit out of both of them. He told Braun, I made you. You're not the monster unless I am here. And then he proceeded to beat Braun with a steel chair like seven or eight times. Then he went back up to the ring, held the uh, fiend's belt up, and we're just talking mad shit. But if you're a fan of the big dog, which I am not, he is back. And he's trying to take back his yard. Your winner and new universal champion, the fiend. Now on to some WWE news. Well, carrying cross's shoulder is definitely separated. He gave an update on the injury and he said, I won't get the professional educated opinion on how severe it is, but it's definitely separated. I won't beat around the bush around that. As the saying it goes, as the saying goes, this is a ballet, meaning that wrestling is real. During a post takeover conference call, Triple H spoke about Sasha Banks and Bailey about their love for NXT, and they're willing to show up any time they're in the area. Fortunately for them, since WWE is taping so much content for the Florida area, excuse me, they've been around more often. Hunter said, so I break this down a lot of times to passion, and the thing that I respect the most is anybody that's super passionate about this. It really just sticks with me. And with people like sasha and bailey it doesn't matter what we're doing if they're in town and they're here i know i will get a text during that day from one or both of them saying hey can we come by tonight to say hello to see everybody and hey maybe can you put us on the show we would love to do something too oh by the way if you want us to work we're happy to do that too oh by the way if you need us to be there wednesday we'll show up for that too i mean they love this and their passion Want to come here and be a part of it, you know, and it's just awesome. It's they just want to contribute to it and to the future of it. And they come here and they see everybody that's here, just seeing them lights me up when they're here, really does. And that's awesome. Lacey Evans has an online imposter, the imposter asked out though because she went after Lacey's real life husband without knowing it. Ringside News reported that. The internet is full of imposters. Lacey Evans' husband was recently targeted targeted by somebody claiming to be his wife. The problem in this imposter's plan was that the real-life Lacey Evans was sitting right next to him. Evans took this chance to pull out her camera and start recording her husband's conversation with her phony alter ego. This was quite a funny video, and they had a great time playing along. The fake Evans plan started to unravel pretty quickly once the information started not to add up. It would have been pretty difficult to convince Lacey Evans' husband that he was really talking to his wife. It was a pretty funny situation, but there really isn't anything funny about stealing somebody's identity. That kind of scam has built fans out of cash before. It wasn't just this scammer's name when they picked the wrong DM because that man was Mr. Lady. and That man belonged to Mr. Lady at WWE. They called this identity death, but they didn't pick up. Lacey Evans was pretty peeved off that Lacey Evans wouldn't pick up when they tried the video and call it back. So Evans sent her a nice little video message. This scammer was probably very shocked to discover who they were really talking to. And I'll, I'll post a video up on uh, what you call it, the article and video up on uh, uh, social media after I finish the show. Because you guys got to see it. It is pretty fucking crazy. And, fi- and also, too, on a side note, that happened to me before. I got to actually talk to the real Alexa Bliss, but they also had a fake Alexa Bliss, a fake Carmela, and all that. Hit me up, swear they were then, asked me for money to build a fake orphanage and all kinds of shit. The police really need to start doing something about those no lives. Now, fine- uh, well, not finally, but onto our random wrestling sporting news story. XWWE star, N. Stalker of underage women, James Ellsworth, was excited when he went off about Pat McAfee's match on TakeOver, uh, What you called Ellsworth tweeted, give McAfee a million dollar deal. Well, Adam Cole's real life girlfriend and AEW star Britt Baker saw this and she tweeted back, give Adam Cole a million dollar deal. Now, while DC's Comics, DC Fandom, had their version of Comic-Con and it took place yesterday, they revealed some good stuff, such as Dwayne Johnson, his upcoming movie as Black Adam, a trailer for the new Batman movie, which is fucking awesome, a new Batman video game, and then a new Suicide Squad video game trailer. Well, come to find out in the new Suicide Squad video game, King Shark is voiced by none other than WWE's Samoa Joe which is very cool because Samoa Joe is a big-time gamer, and he must have loved being a part of that. All right, Peace. Well, that's it for this episode. Remember, if you want to win a WWE Fiend action figure, you can do it two ways. You can simply go to our Facebook, look up the AEW Insider, and join our group. If you don't want to do that, go to our YouTube. That's also under the AEW Insider you got to be a subscriber so if you're not do that first and foremost besides that pick any video like, share, and comment, and boom, you're in the running to win. So, on AEW Insider on Facebook, just join our group or go on AEW Insider on YouTube, subscribe, like, share, and comment on any video. And when I do the drawing, as soon as we hit 300 subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to do another drawing and I'll be sending that Fiend video game, assuming that Fiend uh, figure out to you. And also, Mr. Nunn, you won the Kenny Omega. AEW unrivaled figure in our last show. You still haven't contacted me. You got till September 9th. So please email me at the AEW Insider at Gmail. Hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, what have you, so I can get your address and mail you your action figure. All right, peace. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. and thank you so much for joining us for the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.